Blog Talk Radio. Good to see 
a, a beautiful sister that's, you know, dark-skinned, you know, get some shine. I mean, how is that for you now? Um, It's amazing. Like, I have so many people, like, randomly coming out from nowhere just, like, telling me that, you know, they're so proud of me. People that I don't even know, they're just like, you're representing for the dark-skinned chicks. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just amazing right. to have so many people, like, you know, to be on my team, and they don't even know me that well. So I'm, like, one episode in. So I'm just, I'm excited. You, you I, I'm reading your page. I'm doing my research. You say you're the unicorn with the invisible horn. What does that mean? That means that I have all of the qualities of, like, that awesome person. And, like, you never see these people, but they really exist. It's kind of like unicorns. Mm. Some people don't believe they yeah. exist, but they're out there. That's how we all know who they are. <laughs> and that's, good, how, good, that's how it is with people. dating. That's how it is. Huh? Yeah, I'm listening. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's how it is with dating. I feel like I'm that perfect person, but nobody's choosing. <laughs> now, 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 you did, was this a big decision for you to go on the show? It's VH1. It's called Tough Love, and man, my man, the host is not a game. You know, he he really kind of he. It's really tough love. I mean, he tell he tells it how a ti is. So, was it a tough call for you to even you know go on the show? It definitely was, just because I've seen previous seasons, and he's pretty raw and, like, unfiltered. And I was just like, I don't want to go on this show and lose my religion, and then, like, my family members and my church members give me the super side out when I come back. But at the same time, it was like, I'm, I'm 29, and I'm I'm single, and I'm, I'm this unicorn with the invisible horn. Why aren't I married or engaged or something? So I was like, I need somebody to tell me what I'm doing wrong, so... I said, Jesus gave me the cross, and I just went in. <laughs> wow, wow. I, I love it. And you did go in. You know, I mean, we, we, we're we seeing the previews. The show has started coming on. And, um, you know, I know you're a good, God-fearing woman. So was there any was there any major hesitation as to, like, what what is my image going to be when I walk out of this show? Oh, absolutely. Um, but I just had to remain true to Portia. You know, at the end of the day, like, I'm from the hood, but I'm not of the hood always. Um, so, I mean, if somebody tests me, I'm going to have to let them know that I'm not going to back down or, um, yeah, I have, to, I have to handle my own. But at the same time, I'm a lady, and I know, you know, there are kids out there that may be watching a show. So it's like, you know, be yourself because um, it's my life. But at the same time, I still want to be a good representation for um, the people who are back home rooting for me. Um, as, as you you know, I mean you you're you're all obviously in the aftermath of the show. You've already done it, and right. now people are starting to see it. Like, what is that like to you know not really be able to walk around no more? Okay, it's crazy. So I had like this crazy like viewing party the day that the show like premiered, and I was at the club with like all my family, all my friends, and I didn't get a chance to really watch the show. I'm like mix, I'm mixing and mingling, taking you know shots and like having a good time. And then I come to my Twitter and I have all these ads, and I go to you know Instagram and Facebook, and my text message thread is like ridiculous of people quoting me a random stuff that I said on the show, and I'm like, oh. I that sounds about right. I'm pretty sure I did say that. It was just weird. And, right. like, now like, I went to the store the other day, and a girl was like, wait, are you the girl from? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's 
it's a pretty cool feeling, but it's, I mean, I, I can't be rock, walking around with makeup plastered on my face all day trying to look like, you know, I'm on a runway and giving them TV portraits. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's a challenge. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure. Uh, she's at the Pretty P on Twitter, and uh, are you prepared for all this stuff to blow up? Because, you know, I, I've, I've had a chance to talk with uh, a lot of different people from the reality world, and it's really, it, it really usually comes out of left field when, when these shows, I mean, they're, they're, they're wildly popular, and people really feel like they know you. Are you ready for that? I, I am, yes and no. Um, I'm excited about it just because it's all the anticipation of, like, filming and then, we don't see, like, any of, like, the edited versions. We see it, like, when it comes on VH1 Wednesdays at 10 and Central, just like everybody else. So that's kind of, like, you know, nerve-wracking. But at the same time, it's it's cool to have people out there quoting you of, like, your random one-liners. But, um, you know, it all kind of comes with the whole process. So I, I'm taking it by storm, and, yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Now, now, is there going to be like a, you know, like a, uh, you know, the the one catchphrase? Like, can you give us a scoop? What's going to be your catchphrase? Because you know, you you had, you know, uh, <laughs> old girl had man down, and you know, different people had different <laughs> little phrases. Do you have that? Yes. Do you have, do you have that Frankie and Nephew phrase? I don't know if I have, like, that one phrase. Like, my friends and I all have, like, our own, like, code of, like, one-liners where we just randomly say and we think of and it just rolls off of our tongue effortlessly. It's not something that's, like, calculated where we're, like, trying to figure this thing out and, oh, I have to make a T-shirt. Like, I was just, I mean, when you're in the house, like, with these people that you don't know all the time, you know, it's big personalities going back and forth. It's just, you just be yourself at some point and you're just like, hey, whatever happens, happens. So, um, so far, the the biggest one that everybody's all over is um, my dating life is like my iPhone five. I don't have one, um, and that's still <laughs> alive. I'm still collecting. I'm still collecting Why? for this iPhone five fun. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. I, I predict iPhone five will be sending you some phones. <laughs> I received that. I'm <laughs> Yeah, that's coming. And I tell you what, Portia, hang on the line. I want to talk about. I want to talk. I'm gonna take a quick break, and when I come back, I want to talk about the fact that this season is co-ed, which is another animal for the show. Yeah. And yeah. what's it like <laughs> to be in the house with these dudes? I mean, the dudes seem like they wow. Yeah, they're they're cutting up. <laughs> okay, so hang on. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Miss Portia Abraham. I am saying it right, Abraham, right? That's me. That's me. Like Lincoln. That's me. Like the bar. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Stay right there. We'll be right back, y'all. If you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Meal. Check out the website, humormealmag.com. Humor Meal, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. Every morning is the same. We say hi to Mrs. Williams. We let everybody in their mama merge. And the one bright spot? McDonald's, where we get one of those sweet and creamy iced coffees. Enjoy. Thank you. Caramel. Every day. Hazelnut? McCafe iced coffee. Vanilla, hazelnut, or caramel. The choice is yours. Tomorrow, we're going for a frappe. Who are you? The simple joy of surprising yourself. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Miss 
Portia Abraham. The website is PortiaAbraham.com. It's a very nice, real clean-looking website. You can see her images, the pictures is crazy, the bio, the charity. You, you're really doing a, a whole lot, man. Um, you, 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 got, you got your education from the University of Houston, and um, and then how did all, how did this happen from that to this to reality? That's like a that's like a big stretch to me. I know it's. I mean, it's. It came out of completely left field. Um, my my job by day is um, I have an employment consulting company, and I help people with disabilities find jobs. Um, mm. I started dabbling like in like doing gospel stage plays um, here in Houston, and um, someone sent me a link and was like, "This would be cool for you. You should audition for this show." Like, yeah, Andrew Single, make that happen. And I did just that, and they apparently thought I was crazy enough to be on the show. So, you know, this, we're here now. <laughs> Man, and he, and here we are. Uh, so now that you're in this world, can we look forward to seeing Portia Abraham, you know, on the big screen? You know, because you, you, you know who you, you remind me, you look like to me. And you, you guys are actually probably the same. Hey, the young lady that was in Stump the Yard, the latest Stump the Yard. I, I got to look her up. Man, let's see if you can find that young lady's name for me. Um, but she's a, and she's in a uh, Kevin Hart's new movie. But y- y'all, she's an oh, actress. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I know, but, I know you're talking about. Put my finger on her name. Yeah, but but we'll find it. But long and the short of it, are we going to see you on the big screen, Portia? I sure as hell hope so. <laughs> I'm putting it out there in the universe. I'm putting it out there in yes. the universe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, those are two really things. I'm trying to be on somebody's big screen, and I'm trying to, to, yeah, to get chosen. So, yeah, A and B, those are on my bucket list, soon and very soon. And his name, okay. Uh, <laughs> let's, talk about, let's talk about dating. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm old school married man. I've been married 17 years. What What? What do women oh, wow. want? What, what does Portia want? Um, I want someone who um, who's loyal, somebody who has something to offer, someone who's comparable to me. I'm not looking for somebody to save me, and I surely don't want to date somebody who's looking for me to save them. Um, but, you know, honesty and communication and, you know, that authentic, true love where I can look up and be like Rodney Perry and say, hey, I'm 17 years in the game. I mean, that's the kind of love right. I want. Now, now, our, what, what, what's the dilemma for for a woman? Because, like I said, I'm a father. I got five girls. My daughters range from 24 to four. So, I'm always concerned with the plight of a woman. What, what's the what's the hard thing about being a person that's dating now? I think that. Because at this age, when you are successful and you do care about your looks and, you know, you have the funds or you have the means to, to buy what you want or, you know, dress in the, in the nice garbs and have your hair on point, sometimes you come across, like, in a certain demeanor, like, you know, oh, you're high maintenance or, you know, oh, that looks like it's going to be too difficult. So the guys kind of, like, you know, they shy away from that. And it's the guys who do have the gumption to approach me, I'm just like, oh, sweetie, go play. That's, I mean, that's 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 a struggle for me. Um, but I will say that, you know, going on Tough Love, I realized that um, the whole process of perception, I realized that, you know, I was so caught up in being concerned about what other people thought about me, but not so much as, you know, how I saw myself through the eyes of other people. I thought I was given, I mean, I'm a fierce woman and I'm cool and I'm down to earth and you just got to get to know me, but 
a lot of people aren't willing to, you know, approach me or go on that first date or even go on that second date if I come across a certain way. So um, that's something that I'm working on, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, not looking is, too high maintenance. <laughs> okay. Is, is being pretty uh, uh, up for you or down? Because I would imagine some guys is just afraid to holler just, because you like they probably I'm I'm this this is just being a guy is like on the outside looking in I would go she got a man I know she got a man you know what I mean Let me tell you something about life I if I had a dollar for every time that I heard that <laughs> the plight of pretty it's it's a it's a real serious struggle out here um, you have your people who you have the guys that you date or like who are interested in you who won't pay you a compliment because they say oh well you get it all the time. And then you have the guys who don't even approach you because they say, oh, she has a man. Or, you know, because you look a certain way that she's going to be uppity or bougie. And I'm like, no, I'm goofy. I'm down to earth. I'm lovable. I'm loyal. <laughs> <Give me> pants. <laughs> it's not what it looks but, like, but guys. <laughs> but the, the, the flip side of that, isn't a dude whack for even not trying? Oh, absolutely. I feel like. Any guy that doesn't have, like, you know, the boss to come across the room and say, hey, you're nice looking, what's your name, or whatever. Like, if you can't at least come say hi and you have to hide behind your, you know, your, your computer screen and send me a, a, a poke or what have you, like, I, I mean, I think those guys are cowards. I feel like I would rather someone be that sure enough that they like me that much or were interested that much that they were, they would risk getting shot down rather than, like, not saying nothing at all. <laughs> wow, that's, that's, that's kind of, that, that's crazy to me, but I, I guess that's the, now, I mean, you mentioned you're 29. Is that that number putting pressure on you? Because, you know, and and, and this is a follow-up question to that, so you can answer that. Uh, is 29 putting pressure? And then beyond that, like, my, my sister is a professional. She's an accountant. And so she and I have these conversations all the time. When you become a professional, when you get educated, do you almost forfeit relationship, children? Do you almost put that stuff on the back burner to get your career going? Um, I guess it really just depends. I just personally, I haven't been, um, I, I guess the white guy just hasn't come along for me to 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 go to that, that route of, like, marriage and, like, kids. Um, if I predicted it today itself, I would definitely be up for the cause. Um, but, I mean, it hasn't. So that hasn't even been a factor. So, of course, I, I, I work. I grind um, as a substitute. But um, I would say that society places, you know, all the pressure on, you know, when you're 30, you should have X, Y, and Z accomplished in your life. And I think that um, a lot of women, uh, they adopt those those beliefs and, I don't. I don't think I'm defined by my age. I think I'm. I'm better now than I was when I was 24. <laughs> so I don't. I mean, I don't Get think it. that I. I, <laughs> I don't think I need to be a certain way or have accomplished a, a wedding or kids or what have you because I'm. I'm 29 or 30, what have you. So I don't know. When when it happens, it happens, and I welcome it. But in the meantime, I'm not going to rush it. Now, now you you're the youngest of three, so that means you spoil. Right. You know, I wouldn't say I'm full. My <laughs> older sisters are like they're like right ahead of me. Like we're like bing bang and boom. My mama wasn't playing. She got all the kids out of the way and she was like, Okay, turn up time. 
Like, she wasn't playing. So they're not much older than me. They weren't able to, like, fool me like other people who have older, you know, siblings. I, I didn't have that luxury. One luxury I did have was learning from their mistakes. So whether it was learning okay. that, oh, okay, guys are trifling, when you do X, Y, Z, you know, they take advantage or what have you, or it was like, oh, well, when I do that, then I get caught. I'm going to have to take a different route so I don't get caught. So I, I have a, the benefit of learning lessons from them, but um, – not necessarily being full. I mean, I've always been a go getter. I've always been a hustler. I, I, I love I love that you're a hustler and she's definitely hustling. Her Twitter is at the pretty P and on Facebook she's she's at uh, Portia uh, Abraham and that's with a hyphen in the middle. Portia hyphen Abraham. Possibly. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. Don't give me the line now, like <laughs> I'm not here for that. I'm not here for uh, that. But that, my Instagram is just Portia Abraham. Portia like the car, Abraham like Lincoln. Simple enough. I, I love that you just kept it real. Like, I don't know, shit, um, Rodney. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm so not going to shoot the shit and be pretending. No, I'm not. No, I'm not going to do that. Blair, <laughs> uh, I, I love it. So how important is social media in the dating world now? Is that is that you know? I'll give you a great example. My like my my um my sister she she was uh she, you know I keep going back to her because I know she's a she's a professional she's looking to get married she's in the same world you're in except she's uh-huh. probably five or six years older than you and so mm-hmm. uh she and I were having this conversation and she my sister goes in like on Scandal and you know all these TV shows she got she's yeah. writing little notes to, <laughs> to reality stars she's like you know hey so and so what the hell you went at last week for right she do stuff like that so. Now, now she's she's out job hunting, and she's like, man, I think my Facebook page is keeping me from getting this job. And I was like, that's absurd. The moment she oh, changed her page, it, it, it she got the job. She got a job. So, like, how, how much does social media affect you know you professionally and socially? I think it plays a very important role, and I think people aren't really aware of how how much it impacts your life and the decisions um, that are made that are out of your control. Um, so before I did employment consulting, I was a teacher. And the day that I realized who was going to interview me, the principal was going to interview me, I went online and I found him on Instagram. Um, no, I found him on Facebook. And crazy enough, the day before my interview, I saw him out at the club. So I walked up to him and I wow. was like, at this, point, at this point, he's completely inebriated and so am I. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I know you. Um, and I drunkenly, like, introduced myself. And, yeah, you're not going to turn me down for the job. No, I've seen you at your worst now. So, of course, I got the job. Right. But um, people look <laughs> through up online. That just happens. <laughs> that happens. Every time I meet a guy, I'm like, oh, you don't have a Facebook side eye. Mm-hmm. Or you don't have any social media side eye. Um, yeah, or if you have pictures with, you know, and in, in your 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 default picture is you and some girl, and it's not just a thing, it's not your mama. Yeah, hilarious. Super side eye. <laughs> That's your thing, portion. We got it. The side eye <laughs> and the super side eye. That's your thing. I see the t-shirt. I see the super side eye. You know, you can give anybody the super side eye. Oh, that's it. We got it. We did it. We got your catchphrase. I'm putting that Porsche approval on that. <laughs> I love it. 
love it because you hit them with side eye, side eye, nigga, super side eye. I love it. <laughs> Because the dudes be trying it, and I mean, I feel like employers do too. They definitely go online and check you out and see what you're working with, and see how many drunken nights you have. Because if you could be calling in every day, because um, you're up, you know, taking sake bombs all day and all throughout the week, then no, you, you might not get considered for the job. So yeah, change your settings if you are seeking employment, <laughs> or or deactivate for the time being. It's real. Portia Abraham, known as Miss High Maintenance. Uh, <laughs> l- l- let's talk about that. What What are your requirements? What do you need? I mean, uh, well, give me this. What did you need before the show, and what do you need now? Um, so I'm not going to reveal my hand so everybody can come with these cookie-cutter relationships. Don't try to set me up, Rodney. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I think that. that I think that just even before and even after, I just I want somebody that that's comfortable, somebody that's going to compliment me, somebody who's loyal, somebody who has a relationship um, with God, somebody who um, is faithful, and they have friends. Because you know that's crazy too. When guys don't have friends, that says a lot about them. They're either weird or they're not loyal. So you always have to get you have to, right. you have to be very very mindful of that. Um, but, I mean, I don't ask for very much. He don't have to be a certain height. He don't have to be, you know, he don't have to have green eyes. He don't have to have good hair. <laughs> I don't care about that kind of stuff. He don't even have to be, like, super-duper good-looking or super-duper fine. You can't be, like, you know, disgusting by any means. But, I mean, obviously, I, I mean, I got the looks on lock. I got that taken care of. You I got just that to, I got that covered. I just need somebody else that's, you know, somebody that's going to take care of all the other things, you know? Somebody who's ambitious and goal-oriented and driven. Now, now, is that is that different now at 29 than what than what it was when you were 24? Um, are you saying like what I was looking for, or is it what, what, yeah, what, you, what you need? Yeah, yeah. As far as what you needed, you know what I mean. Um, no, I, I think they I, were you, they. I think they were about the same. I think that when I was 24, though, I probably put a number on it and was like, "Oh, well, if he don't, but if he don't have a good job, or if he doesn't make at least three thousand, three hundred thousand a year, then I don't want to play." But I mean, that kind of stuff. I mean, when you're at this age, it's like, "Oh, he got a job. Oh, okay. Well, let's roll." <laughs> I know, right? I don't throw the standards out of the roof. But, you know, obviously, I mean, I take care of myself. I take care of, you know, business on my own. So I'm not looking to be saved. But, I mean, if you got a little change, I ain't going to be mad now. <laughs> it, not at all. Now, no, let me ask you this. Now, I, I watched the show. Um, Steve Ward goes in. You knew that going yes. in. What did you see when you were on the set or in the, in the house or in the show, in the myth that you didn't know going in? Um, I, in my, I don't know why in my mind I thought Steve and I were going to be friends. I thought that he was, like, rude and crazy and, like, belligerent, like, you know, during taping, and then afterwards we would have cocktails and hang out and we would talk about real life. No. Right. <laughs> he was, like, so fed up with us, like, because we weren't, you know, I guess like taking heed to to the advice that he was giving us, or or for what whatever reasons he didn't he didn't play with us like that. <laughs> that was that was a shocker to me. I was just like, oh, we you not, you're not gonna stay for cocktails? We never have a party? You never come to club with us? <laughs> come on, baby. Yeah. What? <laughs> I've been deceived. I thought we was gonna be friends. <laughs> 
that that's crazy. Now is is uh is Steve married? Is he married? That's a good question. I have no idea. Cause that's what I'm always going. I'm like, how who who decided Steve War was in charge? I know. You know that's funny because I'm always like, how do um people with um who who specialize in like matchmaking and professional matchmaking like always want to know like are they married are they not what's that all about but honestly I don't know I have no idea about his, his dating life I was just trying to fix mine <laughs> that was my goal right you may you guys got some some uh, crazy crazy shows you guys did uh, some great work on here um, the sky is the limit for you uh, what do you want people to walk away knowing about Portia Abraham after this? Um, I would say that, you know, the true me, the authentic Portia, that, you know, I can get with you if you cross me wrong, but, you know, on a regular basis, I'm a sweet, loving, loyal, down-to-earth, friendly person that, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm relatable. I'm just like every other girl that, you know, that's out here grinding and hustling who, you know, may have run into issue or an issue or two with, with dating and, I'm just out here living, and I'm, you know, doing it to the fullest. Now you know, you know, all these celebrity dudes about to come at you. Are you ready for that? I welcome that. <laughs> you welcome that? I welcome that I with open arms. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there? Is there? Is there a, a uh, who's on your bucket list? Who, who who would you like to take, go out and have dinner with? Uh, you put me on the spot. Ah, you tried it. <laughs> um, I don't know. Don't... <laughs> now I'm blessed. Don't put me on the spot like that. I don't know. <laughs> you know, Portia. I don't. You're calling for me if I tell you. <laughs> I might, you know, I know people, Portia. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to help you out. This is Rodney Perry's Love Connection. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you might be onto something with that. <laughs> you know, let me let me see. Let me, let, let me see if I can think of somebody. Who do you think would be a good? I say, who do you think would be a good match? And I'll tell you yes or no. Who do I? Who do I? First of all, who do I know that's single? Because everybody that you see on TV or movies ain't single. So that, that's I know, what I got to right? start with. Who, who do I know that's single? Um, <sighs> Michael Ely pops in my head. You know. You know, he's actually really a nice guy and cool. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a cool cat. Um, well. All right, all right. Who else? You know, I, you know, I, I don't know. Give me, give me, give me some time. I put myself on the spot. Now you let me do that. You got to give me some time. I turned the tables. I turned the tables. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, you did. All right, so so look, Portia, man, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. I wish you much, much success. Um, is is Houston still your home? Are you looking to, to relocate? Are you going to New York to to seek fame and fortune? Are you going to get on the I'm going to make it bus? you going to L.A.? What you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. Houston is, is, at this point, is still home, but I will go wherever the wind blows. You know, I'm, I have no kids. I have no obligations um, specifically to Houston, so um, possibly. We'll see. Where the wind blows me. <laughs> well, if you're still in Houston, we'll be out there in November at the uh, Improv. you got to come out and hang out if you're in town. Yay, and, I love uh, the Improv. And we, we can party. 
We can we can Absolutely. party, you know, because Rodney Perry, I thought of shot. My daughter lives there. You know, maybe y'all can hang out. She she's a, she's a twenty four. She'll be twenty five in December. So, uh, you know, maybe y'all can be y'all can be friends. Yeah, hook up definitely. We got to make something happen. Now, don't come to Houston and start acting funny either, because I'll call you out. <laughs> First of all, Portia, you the one with the hit reality show. You weren't gonna be. This, I'm already waiting on you to change. change. Stop! Don't do that. Don't hey, do that. And you know you know what I'm gonna give you when you change, Portia. I'm going to give you the super side. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I know. Hey, and if I change, you, you, you have my permission. Give me that super side. <laughs> okay. Hang on the line. We're going to close out in a couple of seconds. I want to play the commercial to the show. Okay. All right, hang on, baby. It's a tough love boot camp like no other. Did you just park yeah, in the security? Why are you singing? Oh, next, I'm a douchebag. Do you think you'd be proud of the way you treat women? You look like a predator. I have a curse on my family. Okay. I'm the nicest person in the house. Get the out of here. Go over there and sit down. This has been the most difficult boot camp that I've ever experienced. Tough Love Co-Ed, Wednesday, August 28th at 10, only on VH1. It sounded like y'all wore that man out. <laughs> we did. We, I tried she my hardest. so tired. <laughs> I'm telling you, I wanted to make sure that he was he was really earning them checks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, good stuff, man. Again, thank you so much for coming on. You guys, you can check her out. She's Portia Portia Abraham, and you can go to the website portiaabraham.com, or you can check her out on Twitter. She's at the Pretty P, or you can check her out on Instagram. Stalk her pictures like I did. She's at <laughs> Portia Abraham. Uh, Portia, I can't I can't thank you enough for coming on and uh man, you're awesome, man. Great chat. Great chat. Thank you so much. I enjoy talking with you. You have a great day. I will, baby. So have a good one. Take care. The T V is never gonna be the same. And for the rest of y'all, I'm giving you the super side eye till I get back. What's better, saving a bunch or not saving at all? A bunch. Okay. What would you buy with all this money you saved? I'd buy a changer machine so I could change my brother into a puppy. Couldn't you just buy an actual puppy? Yeah, but if my brother's a puppy, I could bring him to show and tell and say, Hey, everybody, here's my puppy brother. Well, when you say it like that, it makes perfect sense. It's not complicated. Saving is better. Now at AT&T, trade up to iPhone 5. Get it now for $99.99 when you trade in your current smartphone. Hey, y'all, stay right there. We come back more Rodney Perry Live. If you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Meal. Check out the website, humormealmag.com. Humor Meal, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. What up, y'all? This is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live, and this show is about to get crazy. You understand me? First of all, thank y'all for always tuning in. Please uh, check out some of the older shows. Check out the archives, because this, this show is timeless. You understand me? I mean, I would let somebody else toot my horn, but ain't nobody else got the horn but me. So I'm telling y'all right now, check it out. We are doing it. So, um, uh, of course, you know, uh, I, we travel all around the country, all around the world. I got a chance. 
earlier this year to go on the Tom Joyner cruise where I got to meet face-to-face this lady. Her name is Tammy Roman, and when I tell you, just one of the coolest human beings you're going to meet. You understand me? Cool as hell, and and I don't know what you think of her. You've seen on the reality shows, you know, if you're a ride-or-die chick, you love her. You know, if you like one of the other girls, you might not like her. But let me tell you something. Good people. And that's all I ask out of anybody. Just be a good person. Uh, her website is official, TammyRoman.com. The Twitter, she's at Tammy Roman. And the Facebook is official, uh, Tammy Roman fan page. She's an actress, uh, a mother, and uh, just a cool chick, man. Can, can I say, uh, Tammy, is you on the line? I am on the line. Oh, my God. Shit, you had my horn. You you was too net. I like that. (laughs) How are you? I'm such a fan. Um, I love love you as an actress. I love you as a human being because I think reality kind of lets you in on the on the on the person. You know, even though you you know it can it can sometimes be a caricature of who you are. You know, we don't get to see you every day. And that's what I think people lose sight of when they look at reality. They say, well, I, you know, this is every day, but that's like a, a slice of your life. So, right. um, but to, to meet you and to watch you interact with your fans and people was very impressive. Um, talk to me about what this journey is, Tammy, because you have reinvented yourself several times in this game. Well, well, and I do want to address that, but I also want to say that the the fanfare is is goes both ways. I've watched you, I've seen your comedy. I had the pleasure of watching you on the cruise, so I the love is reciprocated in in your field as well. I'm I'm equally a fan of yours. But uh, the journey, uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, I started in the game on the real world, and you know, I was. 23 years old, and I just thought it was cool to live in a house (laughs) on the beach and have my rent paid, and, you know, I didn't really understand the magnitude of what the real world at that time, what it would become, and the reality genre that it would spurn so many years later. Um, But, you know, I'm a person that uh, I feel like I have a story and that I have a testimony in, in so many different areas of my life. And I had vowed actually never to return back to reality TV because I had spent the past 14 years acting, you know, and I wanted to be taken seriously, you know, like I respect right. the craft and, you know, it's like I'm an actress, you know, I'm not doing no reality TV. And, you know, one day I found myself sitting in the house with two kids, my lights was off, <laughs> you know, wow. uh, you know I, I, I was having problems paying my phone bill, my card note, they came and repossessed that in the middle of the night. And I said, well, what can I do, Lord? What what can I do? And it just was so clear. It was like, okay, you need to talk about this. There's that show that's on TV. They had asked you to do it when they were getting started. You turned it down. Now see if you can get back on it and, and rebuild yourself and let everybody know the real of what it's like to have been, you know, a basketball wife. And sometimes the aftermath isn't all glitz and gold. And so I ended up on Basketball Wives. <laughs> wow, man! I mean, that's such an awesome story because when you're in it and it's bad, it's bad. So to now be on the other side of that and 
what what must that feel like for you? It, it's a blessing because you know, you know, coming on the show, I didn't know. I always just try to be as transparent as I can be. I don't put on airs. I don't try to act like I'm have so much and you know you have so little to have and have not you know that's not really who I am as an individual I wasn't raised to be that way so I just came on to tell my story and surprisingly everybody was like oh we love her she's so real she's so you know and I am but it was just a wonderful blessing to have people receive me that way because you know our show is not about you know it's really not about that it's all about you know, the lifestyle, having pedicures and manicures and getting your hair done and having lunch and having wine, you know, and all that stuff, you know, and it's the lifestyle of these women. And my lifestyle really didn't mirror theirs. So it was exciting to see people gravitate towards me and love me so much. But but I think I think what what's dope about you is that you're consistent. And this is what I ask out of any human being. Just because even if you're an asshole, be an asshole all the time. So when I need an answer, I know who to call. You feel me? So you're like super duper consistent. Let's let's go back to to the real world. Who now we look at as really almost the grandfather of reality. Right. You know. So you you do that. I mean, you and David Edwards have this this monumental moment on screen, yes. which yes. which is now soft compared to what we compared, see in reality. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But I remember at that moment, that being like a moment, you know, what's it like to look at that and then to look at, you know, this genre that you really kind of helped create? Well, you know, I can't take all the credit. Heather B. was before me, so, <laughs> you know, she I started know, right? this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I you forgot know, about Heather B. Yeah, what? Heather B. Wow. started this whole thing, and then, you know, I picked up the picked up the reins after that. But, um you know, for me, it's like I said, I only know what I am about and the type of person that I am. And I just always go on and try to be as real as I can be in the moments of my life as they play out. You know, the situation with David, like you said back then, it seemed so monumental. It seemed so, oh my God, you know. And now, you know, you can't, if you do that on reality TV, you don't actually reach out and punch somebody in their face, you might get right. fired and lose your job. You ain't throwing you know? a drink in his face? What? <laughs> right. What? what? No, you got to go, you know. So um, to see what it has turned into, you know, I, I'm not necessarily sure. I can only speak on our show, and I know that all the ladies on our show, we just come on and we tape and we approach things how we would, you know, that's why we receive so much criticism because, you know, we're we're all at well in our over our 30s, and so a lot of times we don't handle things as as properly as we should, or we may not, <laughs> right. do, you know, we may not do them the way somebody else who's watching is. But that's because we're being real and we're handling them the way we would realistically in those moments, good, bad, or indifferent. Now, other shows, I think that they're are moments where people do things to get camera time, people do things uh-huh. to be what you consider the breakout star, and so they may not necessarily be handling things as real as they would. Or they transition from being real when they first come on, and then all of a sudden they're this, you know, bigger-than-life personality, and it's like, well, who's that person? Because that's not who you were first season, you know, so that, that plays back onto your consistency moment. You know, so I don't I don't really necessarily know that I like what it's turning into because I'm not necessarily sure that people are being as real as they can be at all times. 
Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Miss Tammy Roman. Basketball-wise, Season 5 premieres Monday, August 19th, uh, 8 p.m. 7 Central. Um, you have, we talk about breakout stars. You, you've become a breakout star on this show. Um, how has your family received it? I, you know, my family really consisted of five people, <laughs> you know, as far as I, I'm, I was concerned. My grandmother, my mother, and my two daughters, and, the and you know, the, the my grandmother and my mother have since passed. So, you know, for my daughters, they've always just kind of uh, tried to separate themselves. So, like, they, you know, it's like, okay, if they need us to come and talk about something, fine, we will, but we really don't want to, you know, and then the aftermath of, Things that I have done on the show, my children are really just like, oh gosh, mom, really, you know, because people don't let a child stay in a child's place, and you mm-hmm. know, because I smack me good, that doesn't mean you should tweet my daughter, you know. Why? Like, right, you know, you something yeah. you want to say, say it to me, you know, and, and let the kids be the kids. But you know, for them, it's like that is mom, like you know, and so they they find resolve in the fact that. Even though people are messing with us, we know that that's really you, you know, and and we would rather have you be your real self than be something else, than, than they receive the repercussions of me being someone else on TV and coming home being a different person. So at the end of the day, they know it's, it's me, and I'm growing and learning and developing just like everybody else is. You spoke to some of the criticism. You know, you know, I'm, and and you know, we've all heard the different stuff. How how do you deal with that? Because I mean, you can't address it all. You right. Know? No, I, I definitely can't address it all. And you know, for the most part, my journey on basketball wise, I have actually been able to handle. Um, I think the hardest thing that that where I shut down was a, the situation that I had last season with the young lady in Tahiti. And, you know, people started calling me a bully, and, you know, it really took a a negative turn. And that was hard for me because I'm not a bully. I'm not that person. And I really felt left out on a limb, so to speak, because the the way that the show came off, the way that it was presented to the viewers was not necessarily how things transpired. And so for the very first time, I felt like I was out there by myself and nobody was sticking up for me because they were, I was being portrayed as something that I'm really not, and that bothered me. Yeah, you know, I've talked with, you know, several different reality stars from different shows, and that's kind of a through line is that you, you can, you know, once you've lived it, you kind of let it go, but then it gets another life in the editing bay, you know, and it gets right. another life well, it, once it, it airs. into something in the editing bay. We don't, we don't necessarily know what it's going to turn into. We we live the moment, and then they turn it into what they need it to be. Then it airs, and then, you know, you live through all of that, and that could be a year's process. <laughs> you know, like for us, when this show comes out August 19th, we taped this stuff a year ago. You wow. know, so now we've got to relive those moments, and then particularly for me, they're showing the show in South Africa, so I got Africans cursing me out. <laughs> what are you? I didn't Why would you treat like that way? Tell me, Roman, you are a bully. <laughs> yeah, you are a bully. You know, so for me, you know, I'm like, oh lord, <laughs> you know, that was two years ago now. You know, so it's just really you keep reliving it, and you can never. Uh, 
outgrow it. Like even real world, they started playing those again as an anniversary. And so then, you know, it's people like, whatever happened with you and that dude that you got kicked out? You know, it's like all of this stuff all over again, you know, so you can never outgrow it. <laughs> wow, that's so crazy. But you, you, one of the things I love about these shows is they give you an opportunity to kind of, to, to show your to show yourself as a business, and and you 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 never slow down. You always keep it cracking. You have a a a, a, a cosmetics line. Yes, I, PR I started love. PR Love Cosmetics, and that is you are so right about that. It does give you a platform to do so many things. Uh, you know, I've got a jewelry line, bfoxy.com. I've got TR Hair. Dot com, which is my weave hair for the sisters who wear weave. And then, of course, I got PR Love Cosmetics, which is my first venture. And, uh, you know, I started that because, like I said, when I fell on hardship, the only thing I could really afford to do was go get a manicure and a pedicure and maybe wow. occasionally buy some new lip gloss, you know, just that I felt like I was loving on myself. And so conceptually, I like to do things that are organic to me. I don't put my name on anything that I don't use, that I can't give a testimony about. Even with, you know, the, the weight loss supplement Envy Clinical that I'm the spokesperson for, I use that product and it works for me. They don't just okay. use my name. I don't just take a check, you know, and I can use checks. But, <laughs> you know, I think that my integrity is more important that and that people know that my word means something. So I always p- attach myself to products that I actually believe in and stand behind. And TR Love Cosmetics was one of those ventures, you know, that I said, you know, well, ladies, you know, y'all go and get your nails manicured and pedicured. Here's some polish. Here's some lip gloss, you know, and it's coming from me, and it's, it's with love from me. Yeah. I, I, I love that that you, you know, Lend your your image and your name the stuff that you care about because I, I think that's very important. I, one thing I had to learn as a, as a husband, you know, when I was on my grind, my hustle, we building, you know, building our building a brand that I had to build in my budget that my wife needed certain things like a her nails done, like her right. hair done. <laughs> You know, because yes. you know, you know, a dude, we can cut our own hair and be good. Yeah, you know, get clippers and keep it moving. <laughs> Man, but but you know, I had to learn that I had to build her necessities or stuff that I looked at as a as a luxury is a necessity to her. Um, how is it that the business hasn't like swallowed you up, man? Because you seem so resilient to me. Well, you know, because I'm in the business, not of the business. You know, I think if I were of the business, I'd be a lot further along. <laughs> you know, but they, like I said, there there are things that you know, based on my upbringing, that I'm that I'm not going to do, things I'm not going to be involved in, things I'm not going to say, and I'm not very I'm not a very Hollywood chick. You know, I don't I just moved from Los Angeles. You know, because I I didn't want to be a part of that you know, that L.A. Hollywood life, you know, and I'm a New York girl, you know, and I keep my roots very close to home. And and most importantly, I have a church home, you know, and I think let, that people, let him use you. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think that people um, don't really, um, you know, honor their relationship with God more so than they honor their relationships with the world. And for me, he is the the head of our household for me and my children, and so I don't need to be in Los Angeles to get a job. 
you know, and so that's, you know, and I don't need to be your friend because you sleeping with this one so that I can get in on that level. You know, I'm just, I take what comes to me and I know that, that what comes to me is organic and it's real and it's sent from him. And that's just how I view everything. Now, now I got to ask you this, Tammy. Now, I know you keep it real, so I'm just going to throw it out there. Is that me? Do you not age? Okay. <laughs> do you I'm aging. Trust me, I got gray hairs and faces. You don't even <laughs> want to know about. Yeah, but. <laughs> okay. Do you know, it's holding up well. You know, the old girl is holding up well. You know, and, and I'm thankful for that. You know, I just come from good genes. You know, I've just been blessed, but. I'm definitely 43 years old, and I'm proud to say it because some people didn't make it to 43, and I'm yes, still here yes, kicking along. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be 43 in September, so I feel you Daddy. all the way. You know, <laughs> are, are we gonna get a chance to see Tammy Roman, the actress, more, man? Because I, we did a, we actually did a movie together. We 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 were in yes. Uh, the, uh, the tears of a clown. Tears of a clown. Years ago, yeah. Curry. Yes. And you 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 uh, were awesome in that. You know we did our thing. I wish you know I I hate when movies like that don't don't get legs that don't you know the you know don't go as far as we would like for them to go. But I'm definitely wanting to return back to acting because, as I said, you know, I never thought I'd be on reality TV. So I'm hoping that uh, I can transition back into what I really love to do. We just did a seven-episode show for TV One called Bells that starred Miguel Nunez and Ella Joyce and my sister Elise Neal and Chief David. You know, we were really, really excited about that show and I just think, you know, the timing wasn't right and TV One didn't pick it back up. But I'm hoping that there will be more opportunities for me in that world. You know, they ain't got but so much money over there, too. They probably couldn't afford <laughs> all y'all. <laughs> it, was, it was an expensive show, you know. You know, we had Ed Weinberger, who created the Cosby's, you know, who was the creator and director of our, writer-director of our show. So now that you said that, yes, it probably was the most expensive thing Yeah, by the, by the time, wait a minute. Well, y'all got through with them, they'd be a TV negative one. <laughs> <laughs> you probably right. <laughs> you know, but, but I, I'm so excited for, for what's next for you, man. And and uh, the, the show, again, uh, Basketball Wives, uh, Monday, August 19th. Are you excited yes. for people to see what y'all did? I, I am excited because, you know, after we went through our little, um, you know, our, our hardship, I guess, for the show last year, you know, they wanted to pull us off. They wanted to, you know, and, and it took all of that to make what we, meaning the cast, were saying for three seasons. You've got to show more of us. It can't just be the drama. People have to know from whence the you know, where it comes from. You know, you gotta tell full stories. So this time around it is it is gonna be different. I won't say that there's not any drama because that would be a lie. I won't say that there aren't any fights because that would be a lie. <laughs> you know, but there is a more well rounded view of each cast member and you get to see me with my children, me with my mother and I think that's very poignant now because she's no longer here, you know, and Evelyn and her situation with Chad and how she lived through that and Shawnee and her business. I mean, like, it's going to be a much more well-rounded picture of everybody this season, and I'm I'm excited about that. This is Daria. Can, can I 
I keep it real as a as a watcher, first of all. Yes. People be lying, okay? People will sit there and criticize y'all and watch that marathon all the way through. You know, but but we are so. I, I talked to a, um, uh, one of the ladies that was in the black exploitation era, okay? And okay. she was like, Rodney, we were not exploited. We were working. We were working. We were doing movies. We were on television. We were working. And then all of a sudden the audience decided that they didn't want to be seen that way. And right. these people were out of work for decades. I think it's a similar animal. It's that some t- at some point human beings hit some moral thing, and all of a sudden they don't want to be seen that way anymore. It's just one little click. But man, I I say y'all keep doing what y'all doing. I didn't say I love to talk to the TV. I'd be like, damn, <laughs> you be yelling at me, <laughs> damn it, duck. You come, damn it. Don't let her talk to you like that, damn it. <laughs> I well, love it. I appreciate that. You know, I I really do appreciate that. And we're thankful that everybody still is hanging in and everybody's excited about the new season. But I even more appreciate the comment you just made from the, the female that was a part of the black exploitation era. And that is true. We're working. We're just trying to work. I'm just trying to feed my children, you know, in the in the vehicle that's presented to me, you know. But um, at the same time, people have to remember we don't represent every African-American female in, in, a, in, the, in the world. We're representing ourselves, and so we're living our lives in our moments. And I think if people stop judging us and criticizing so much and just watch our stories, they will see. They they will see what we're trying to deliver, and that's just being real, being humans, going through stuff, good, bad, or indifferent, and coming out the best way we know how. And every person can relate to that, but may not, you know, may not be living it the way Tammy's living it. And I think people just need to just cut us cut us a break sometimes. <laughs> now you got the cosmetic line. You got the weave, you understand, which everybody yes, needs yes. that. I remember, remember when weave was a secret? <laughs> yes. Remember when Sha- we all thought Shaka Khan had good hair? Yes. I, I do. And I Diana Ross. Shaka Khan got a little natural like Florida heaven. Let me tell you something. <laughs> weave was a secret, and now, and now uh, it's not anymore. And you got all these great businesses, and they tell me you got a book in progress. Yes, I'm working on a book called Mistress 101, and I'm, I'm excited about it because what I'm, you know, when I was married, Rodney, my husband, I have to find the chick that he didn't sleep with because I just didn't talk to him. But as Miss Evelyn Braxton says, spread, laid it low and spread it wide, you know, but he did his thing, and I, I left that relationship wondering, like, well, what's wrong with me? You know, why am I, you know, I'm cute, I look good, you know, and I went through all of that. And I I sat down with several women who were mistresses, and I came to realize that there was nothing wrong with me, but they were taking what I wasn't giving and using it to their advantage. And that's why he found solace in them and not me. So this book is just conversations that I've had with the other woman and taking what she has and bringing it back home to the women so that they can keep their relationships. Now, now I, I think conceptually that's that's incredible, but I think, and you tell me if you agree with this, that as as men and women, 
our generation, especially those of us in our 40-somethings, I think that this generation is at a loss because we don't have clear reference points of that that whole family unit. You know, I think as a, as a, as a man, you know, you go through your life, and sometimes you may have been a product of a single parent. Right. So it's not to say that 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 mother or that father isn't equipped to raise you. I mean, it 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 happens all the time. But those children tend to be a little off balance, and I think we are the result of that off balanceness. You know what I mean? I I know that's not a word. And I feel what off balanceness. No, but I I felt you. I knew what you were trying to say. But uh, no, I agree with you, and I do touch on that in the book. But also to 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 piggyback off of what you're saying, that is definite across the board in this, particularly the African-American community. A lot of people are being raised in single-parent households. Not saying that mothers aren't involved or fathers aren't involved. They can still be present, but just not in the household. And so I do actually touch on that in the book, but I think that the cycle, what I'm trying to do with the book is break the cycle for people who are in relationships currently. Mm -hmm how to have them maintain those and sustain those so that that cycle is not repetitive and they're able to be both parents, both people working towards one common goal, which is raising their children if there are some present. But at at the core of it, having African-American women and African-American men stay in their relationships for the long haul, and that's what I'm trying to teach my sisters, how to keep your man at home. (laughs) Wow, awesome. Now, Now let me ask you this. Uh, like you said, you went through it with, with with your husband at that point, your ex-husband. Is there a point where you knew and you just let it go? Or when you found out, was it a wrap? No. When I found out, he apologized. And then I found out the second time. <laughs> you oh. know, and, and, and we fought and he apologized. And then by the third time, it became, for me, Although I wanted to leave, then it's like, well, I got my kids. What am I going to do because I got my children? So I I battled with that. Then I also battled with, you know, Kenny and I were both very public figures at the time, and people thought I was a gold digger, and people thought it wasn't going to last, and, he, you know, she shouldn't have married him because they all cheat. And I didn't want the public to be right. So I sat in the relationship only because I didn't want what people had speculated what was going to be the outcome of our relationship for that to be an actual reality. Um, And outside, the reason I left is outside of the infidelity, there were other things. And, you know, you put your hands on me, now that's where it goes wrong. And for us, that element was introduced into our relationship, and that's when I had to finally leave, regardless to what people would have thought or anything like that. It It was more about leaving so that my daughters wouldn't witness that and think that was okay to to be in that type of situation. Wow. Wow, you know, people look at domestic violence and you, you look at the two people, but, you know, the, the residual effect is how it affects our children. I mean, I saw my mother Absolutely. abused, and uh, it, it definitely affects, you know, your journey through life. So I applaud you, and I'm a fan, and I can't thank you enough for coming on, Tam. Y'all stay blessed and keep pushing 